Love music. Love talk. Love Wickham Sound. Monday movies on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. Hi. Hello. Uh, hello and welcome hello. to the Monday Movies Podcast. Oh, which you'll probably never hear. Or see. Because <laughs> last, last, <laughs> last one's not still out isn't out. Well, it's a double whammy then this week. Oh, is it? Okay, double a twofer. Whammy. A twofer. Uh, Fog off. Uh, okay, bye. Uh, if you're watching uh, up he- here, that side, that's Duncan Strip. Um, hello. As, as you may notice there, he's not here. Oh, I know. Toby. Oh, my, oh, yeah. Just a disembodied voice. He's my just, Zoom, unfortunately, wasn't working today. Just a, just oh, a Toby. Oh, oh, a, oh look, there's a lady, there's, there was there's an lady there. in the room with you. How exciting <laughs> that, for you. That was an Amy, yeah. Oh, proving everyone's theories wrong. <laughs> How um, rude. <laughs> oh, no, I should point out, before we start yeah. the show, uh, the first 20 minutes, yeah. uh, visually, visually, are, are going to look quite boring. Because? Because it, it, there was a few issues. We're not on it then. Uh, no. So for the first 20 minutes, just going to be Duncan Pillar Pose. Just going to be that for 20 minutes. And then by, by, no, you can stop pulling the pose now. Duncan. <laughs> You're funny. Um, and then afterwards it will kick back in. Okay, cool. Well, that's housekeeping out of the way. Hello. As always, I'd like to start the show with a bit of housekeeping. Hi, 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 hi. hi. How are we? Good. Thank you. Good. We're all, en- all thank enjoying you. our little lockdown. Oh, it's still. great. Thunder. Looks like a change of scenery for you, Mr. Davis. I Looks did a bit, like did a bit um, of painting. Really? And decorating <laughs> and furniture buying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ikea's mm. open now. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. I really want to try their meatballs. How dare you? Have you never tried them before in your life? No, no it's on my to-do list. The recipe's online. You can make your own. They're not I as know, good. But, I've tried. But, yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't be as good. I thought they were horrible. Oh. Well, you're wrong. So get I out. had them once and I thought they were disgusting. T- tasted to me like they came out of a tin. There's a joke there somewhere, no. but let's not go there. What? About Something to do with balls. Yeah. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, welcome to the Monday Movies Podcast, episode number 12. Well, hello. Well, Monday No Movies. Monday No Movies, episode yeah. 12, yeah. Uh, we've been doing it for a long time. Really. We have. Um, it's going to be a packed show today. It is. Because mm. we've all watched tons of stuff we for have. a change. What have we, we watched? Have. Read us the list. Oh, I deleted the list oh. as I was... Uh, yeah, I've deleted my list. Well, Toby, what have you seen? Uh, I've finished Ozarks. That's season three. Uh, I've watched Ready Player One. I've watched Knives Out. Oh, I and, bet you love that. Uh, <laughs> well, you'll see. And I've seen half of The Five Bloods. And what was the other thing? I think that was it, wasn't I it? I don't know. Uh, Black Mirror, San Junipero. Oh, sorry. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and I have seen okay. I May Destroy You, to Five Bloods, Artemis Fowl, Staged and Hillary. I have watched uh, Staged, Artemis Fowl, Yes Man and The Imagineering oh. Story. What a great film. Yes. <laughs> well, did I enjoy it, Toby? Oh. Well. We don't know. Find out uh, later. Plus some film news and anything that we do not fit into the show because it's too it's busy. Uh, we will put into the podcast at the end. Toby. Yes. Start the show, please. It's Monday. No movies. Let's start the show. You have to sound so bored. (laughs) (laughs) It's Monday. No movies. Let's go. That's better. Thank you. Here we go. Here we go. Monday movies on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. 
it is seven o'clock on a Monday evening and you're listening to Wickham Sound. This is Monday Movies. Good evening. It's an hour of film chat brought to you by your friends at Wickham Sound. Uh, I'm Duncan Strip. Joining me are, uh, hopefully, Toby and Luke. Hi! Hello. Well, one, oh, Hello. there we go. I feel we're going to have issues this evening. Do you I think don't know. So? Yeah, I don't know what's given me that impression, but I feel <laughs> we're going to have just a few technical snafus, as they are called. By, by who? Technical snafu. I don't think I've ever heard them being referred to as that. Well, Google it. It's a technical snafu. It's a technical. It's an, no. It is a technical term. Right. Okay. Seriously, it is. Uh, well, we are kind of because if you're watching online, okay. if you watch, if you're watching the video, uh, then at the minute you can just see a lovely Wickham Sound logo. But we will appear very shortly. Oh, do okay. Not, so do not, not only are we on your radio and on your smart speaker, uh, we are on. We will be on YouTube and on Facebook Live, so you can see. Um, well, you can see my spare room for a change because I haven't got a background. You can see Luke, who's in a different room from mm. usual. I just thought I'd mix it all up. You can see Toby's mm. wild and wonderful hair, which is <laughs> marvellous. If you want to get involved, you can. Yeah. You can call us. No, you can't call us. Don't call us, for goodness Don't sake. That. Don't do that. Uh, you can email us, uh, mondaymovies at wickhamsound.org.uk. You can go to facebook.com forward slash wixomondaymovies, or we are on Twitter as Wickham Sound. That's us. How are we both? Good. We're okay. Yeah, we, we are okay. We're oh. okay. Um, yeah. We all understand the new lockdown res- restrictions that have been lifted, and we know where we're allowed to go and what we're I'm allowed just, to do. I'm just going to stay indoors. It just makes life easier. Yeah. Oh, okay, Toby, are you venturing outside more now? Well, uh, when it was sunny, I was, but not 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 now. Like today, it's a bit oh, dreary. Okay. It is a little bit dreary. But, yeah. um, it's not nice. Yeah, when it's sunny, I'll try and do that. Excellent. Okay. Well, uh, we're here for an hour to talk about films. Normally we would have a top ten, but we're not going to bother with that today because we've just got too much to cram in. Uh, so many film reviews and so much uh, film news. Uh, we probably won't get it all done in an hour, but what we don't get to, uh, we will uh, speak about in the podcast, which will be available probably next year sometime. Probably. Uh, because <laughs> last week's podcast still isn't available. No. That's because it was so packed with goodness. It's just too busy. It was just too busy. Uh, so as well as the film news, we're going to have reviews, or we're going to try and cram in reviews of The Five Bloods, Artemis Fowl, I May Destroy You, San Junipero, Ready Player <laughs> One, Ozark, Knives Out, Hillary, Staged, Last Days of American Crime, and The Imagineering Story. Imagineering? Imagineering. I thought that was just an early uh, review of uh, of Artemis Fowl. Then What's I that? will destroy you. <laughs> Otherwise, ah. being being a bit early, You're giving away what you thought of the film already. No. Okay. Might be a positive. Uh, I will destroy you. So we will start with um, some film reviews. Then we'll have okay. a little bit of film news. Then we'll have some more film reviews. How's that I, sound? To I everybody? everybody watching because you can see us now. Oh hi. There. Toby, okay. he might be frozen, but it's fine. Toby is frozen. Either that or he's incredibly <laughs> bored, and that's what he's just looking like. <laughs> I like that, though. I think he should just keep it as that. Yeah, hello. It's a good look. Hello, you're you... there, Toby. Don't worry. You're there, Toby. Could... Oh, you... he's gone. Oh, okay. Okay, you know, it keeps it keeps going in and out, so uh, this well, is going to be... Well, we fun. can sort that out as long as we can hear you and you can hear us, Toby. That's all that matters. Yes. Can yes. you? Yes. You can. <laughs> good. Right. Exactly. So... We'll kick off with, with yeah. we'll kick off with Toby because something that I have been asking him to watch for I would say three and a half years now is an episode of Black Mirror that he's been ploughing through back Black Mirror and he's watched virtually every episode apart from the one that I told him to watch. Toby, you finally got round to it. 
I have, yes. Uh, this episode's called San Junipero. Um, and funny enough, it, it kind of reminded me of, of The Matrix. Um, it's all about it's this same concept of being kind of going into another world, um, and that, which is, you know, not your reality. And, yeah, it starts off with like an 80s theater. You know, they're in the 80s. You can kind of go into this world and choose, you know, what age you are and, and what sort of um, time you want to be in. So... In the episode, they go into the 80s, they go into the 2000s, and it's really interesting to see all the even clothing, like the different styles. Um, but overall, I think as an episode, it was really, really clever. And I thought they, the two leads were two, um, two ladies, uh, which I think was better than rather than having, you know, a normal guy and a girl, um, which I thought was really clever. But, you know, it... It is also quite a sad episode. It's um, it's incredibly sad. Yeah, it is. It is very, very sad. Um, and I really didn't see the twist coming. It's funny. I was trying to, look, you know, in the first half an hour, I was trying to look out for so many things, but they don't really give too much away. And then it's. I would say it's in the last half an hour that you really do find out about everything and understand the concepts. And but it is. It is a really clever episode, but it is very, very sad. So I did. It is one of my favourites. Good, excellent. Wow, I, I feel vindicated very slightly. Uh, that <laughs> is San Judipero. It's an episode of Black Mirror, and it's available now on Netflix. Mm. Uh, stay with you, Toby, because Ozark was something you'd watched the first two seasons of. Now it you've is. finished uh, season three. It is. So I am, like you, Duncan, I'm waiting for season four, whether there'll mm. be a season four. That was the first thing I Googled after I finished the series. Um, and they still obviously don't know, and obviously due to COVID and everything, it's you know it's on hold. But... But I mean, Jason Bateman, who he directs a few of the episodes, and he's the, the he plays the dad, uh, Marty. He's the main Marty Bird, um, and the I can't remember her name, but the the lady who plays Ruth, Laura. Um, Lynn. Oh, Ruth. Sorry, no. Um, amazing uh, accent, and basically the whole the whole thing. So I started it about I'd say a year ago, maybe even longer, uh, season one, and then I kind of I don't know I. I want to say, I mean, I want to say lost interest, but I don't think that was the... I just put it down. I just didn't really bother, um, kept keep watching it. And then you finish season one, and season two starts to really, really build up, um, and you really get the ball going. And then season three, which is the one I finished this week, was absolutely incredible. It Every episode, there is a problem at the beginning, and that might get solved sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't and then there's an even bigger problem at the end of the episode so every episode you're seeing how the last episode's problem is going to be solved or not and then also you've got a new one coming as well but as you said duncan the last episode i did not see coming the Without final, the final, se- the final scene of the final episode is yeah. jaw-dropping, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to, in case someone's going to watch it, I don't want to say mm. say too much. But I, there was a lot of things that happened because obviously you told me you said the last episode your jaw's going to drop, and I, you know, a few things happened. I thought, is that what Duncan's talking about? <laughs> I hope it's not because, you know, obviously I was a bit shocked, but my jaw didn't drop. And then obviously this happened, mm. and I was like, oh, that's what he's talking about. Yes. But no, I. I loved the show, and I, it was great to even watch the the um, daughter and the son like grow up. Because um, obviously, I watched straight from the second series to the yes. third series, and then they even you know, especially um, 
I would I would say the, the the main problem with having children in a TV series, especially the son in this episode, is yeah. he, he did grow up rather quickly he, he compared did. to the time frame that's supposed to have passed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jonah. Um, yeah. So at the end yeah. of season at the end of season two, he just looks like a kid, and in yeah. the start of season three, he's basically an adult. Yeah, his voice has dropped. Yeah. And um, but no, as a series, I think funny enough, one of my one of my other friends, he was watching the first series, and he's kind of. Tra- trailed off like me and left it and I texted him and literally said you need to finish it you have to it really really get going and picks up um, and I thought um, Wendy's brother again I don't know the actor um, and I won't ruin it but when he I thought he did an amazing job um, of his character but I just yes. thought the acting the, the chemistry between the characters the script that it, it made me laugh um, a lot, especially Ruth's sassy lines. Um, but overall, as a series, I highly, highly recommend it. Season one is, you just got to stick with it, but then season two and season three is just phenomenal, and I really, really did enjoy watching it. I really hope they do a season four. Yeah, so. I agree. High it's High you should watch it. It is very, mm. very good. Uh, it's called Ozark, three seasons, and they're all available now to stream on Netflix Mr. Davis, we haven't heard from you for 10 minutes. And... <laughs> That's fine. I've been on for the last three hours. No one wants to hear from me. That is true. But let's come to you because you've been watching something that neither me or Toby have watched on Disney+. Plus. What's that? The Imagineering Story. Oh, The Imagineering Story. Yes. So You're... <laughs> I was worried there that I'd got it wrong. No, I was wondering. Well, I've seen two films that you've not seen this week is what I meant. You're just the one on Disney. You're making this into an argument. I know. Um, so I saw the Imagineering story, which is on Disney Plus, as Duncan said, and this is all about um, the Disney parks um, and how Walt went from "I've got an idea" to "We've made it, let's make another one," to then him passing away and um, his brother taking over to finish Florida, and then his I think his brother died. I can't remember, or or they just they wanted some help. Um, which is when they got um, some more people in to help, and they they made Euro, Di- uh, Euro well um, Par- uh, Disney Euro as it was then before it was Disneyland Paris. That's where I'm up to now. So there's six episodes; they're an hour long, and I, th- the amount of archive footage that they just happened to take. It's like they were planning for this documentary when they first started making the making um, Disneyland California, and then obviously Florida as well. Um, it's really really interesting and all the struggles that they had and everything they went through i i thoroughly enjoyed it and found it really fascinating um and you get to see behind the scenes as well of disney and why is it called the imagineering because the creative people behind mm-hmm. disney are called imagineer imagineers or imagine imagine something like imagineers that. imagine that would be the one imagineers yeah. um, so that's why it's called it because basically their story of how they came up with the park right. okay and it's worth watching Definitely. Highly recommend it. And how many episodes are there? Six. And are they, what, an hour long? Uh, I think they're like 55 minutes or something Okay, like that. cool. Okay. So that is the Imagineering Story uh, available on Disney+. Plus. Um, something that's available on Sky that we I watched this week uh, and I would recommend is the four-part documentary about Hillary Clinton. Uh, it's oh, yes. just called Hillary. Uh, it's on Sky Documentaries, and it follows her. The documentary maker got access to, I think it was 6,000 hours of footage right. uh, from her 2016 um, presidential campaign when she was up against Trump. Uh, so each episode deals with a separate part of her life, but also deals with the campaign she did in 2016. So mm. half of each episode is 
contemporary and half of it is showing her history. And it's um, an absolutely fascinating programme of a, a fascinating, strong woman. And it shows uh, how hard it was for her to shake off an image she had that yeah. a male politician would have shook off in a second but she kind of got stuck with it and people just didn't like her. Men, women didn't like her. Uh, there's one part where they took a poll after, obviously, Bill Clinton is caught cheating with Monica Lewinsky and um, Hillary Clinton decides to stick with him and stand by her man. Yeah. Um, her approval rating went down, but her husband's approval rating went up. Oh, interesting. And it just shows how um, the public perceive the different sexes in that um, situation. There's an interesting, uh, where she's with Joe Biden, I think it's, no, uh, it's not Joe Biden, I forget, it's another um, Democratic nominee. They were backstage before they go out for their debate and two of her um, assistants are saying, is, is that the coat you're going to wear when you go out there? Are, are you sure you're going to wear those shoes while you're out there? And Hillary Clinton makes the point, she says, you're not asking him about his no. suit and his shoes and his hair what, and she said, you know, it's only women that get picked up on, on well, things I mean, like that in the political arena. We wo both watched the Michelle Obama. Yes. And there was, a, there was a lot of that in that as well. Yes. Yeah. Are you sure? You, I mean, it was mainly from her brother. Yeah. He was yeah. probably winding her yeah. up. But there was, there was still a lot of that. Yeah. Um, this is, and this is a fascinating, it's four parts, four hour documentary. It's on Sky Documentaries. Uh, and it's really interesting. It does suffer very slightly from the same problem that... Uh, becoming the Michelle Obama one had in that it's kind of all been approved by the Clintons. So, oh, yeah. yeah. But you still get them to talk, you know, she still does discuss the, the emails, uh, the, the e email account that she wasn't supposed to have that was investigated by the FBI. Bill Clinton still discusses the Monica Lewinsky affair. So it is absolutely fascinating. Okay. Um, and um, it, I met her. Oh, did you? Really? Yeah. When? Yeah. Story. I really, yeah, I, do you know what, I can't, I was at her book signing, I can't even remember why I was there. And, to buy a um, book, maybe? Yeah. Just a thought? I, uh, I think, I think I was just in this shop, and then, it, it was, I've walked into a, I've walked into a bookshop. What am I doing in her, here? Her book signing, but, um, yeah, no, I got to meet her very, for literally five oh. seconds, she seemed, she seemed nice. Uh, so she comes. She does come across as um, really nice. Yeah, she comes yeah. across as a nice woman, and same as Michelle Obama did. Although she comes across as a, a lot tougher than Michelle Obama. Um, oh, and it is interesting all the time that you're watching her having her debates with um, um, what's his name, Donald Trump. Trump, and they're going through that campaign. You still kind of think she's going to win, even though yeah. you know mm. she doesn't. You're watching it, thinking, how on earth? can he win this yeah. because he's mm. doing everything wrong and he's being a right SOB. Mm. And yet, obviously, we know history proved us all wrong. Mm. But yeah, it's very interesting. It's called Hillary. It's on Sky Documentaries. Uh, all four episodes are available right now. Right now. Uh, sorry? Right now. right now. Right now. If you want to go and watch them right now, you can watch them bye -bye, right bye. now. Uh, Duncan, Luke and Toby with you through until 8 o'clock. Uh, Colin will be here at 8 for Chatsworth and he'll join us in about 20 minutes' time to tell us what's on. Shall we have... A little bit of film news. Go on, then. Um, another film is heading straight to Disney+. Plus. Now, we're going to talk about Artemis Fowl a little bit later, because that was the first big release that went straight to Disney+. Plus, and I, I believe Luke has thoughts on the film. I have many, many a thoughts. <laughs> so, <laughs> the next film that's going straight to um, Disney+, Plus is another big 
film. It's Angelina Jolie's new film, which also stars uh, Sam Rockwell and Danny DeVito. It's called The One and Only Ivan, and it's a CGI live-action hybrid, uh, which was filmed at Pinewood Studios. Uh, it's about a giant gorilla that befriends right. some other animals. <laughs> it's about a silverback gorilla who lives in a cage at the big top, uh, he has grown accustomed to humans watching him through the glass and rarely misses his life in the jungle, but then uh, he escapes. Oh. So it was going to be a big theatrical yeah. release for Disney. Uh, they can't see a place for it now, so uh, they're putting it straight to Disney+. Plus. Fair enough. I mean, Fair enough. I won't spoil my thoughts on... Uh, Please don't. Artemis Fowl, but interesting. I've already got ideas about that film. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> we'll come to that in a little bit. Um, now, remember Tenet... Yes, yes, the film and wasn't Christopher moving. Nolan's film, and it's not going to move. We're no, releasing not this not on the fourteenth of July. Guess what? It's been moved. It's been moved. <laughs> um, Warner Brothers and Nolan had been holding firm to the idea that his new film would arrive on the seventeenth of July. The current situation with cinema reopenings has forced a rethink, uh, but only to the thirty-first of July. I mean, oh, so he's, not not long. He's not no, just moved it by two weeks. But then you know, with how everything's working by then, it, it could have all changed. It could have, but Mulan is still twenty uh, fourth of July, so Mulan should now come out first, and Tenet will come out the week after. Why do you think uh, they moved it? I can't see the point personally of moving it two weeks because that's no. not going to make any difference. No, here not at or all. There, because whatever restrictions are in place on the seventeenth are still going to be in place on the 31st. So yeah. I I can't see why they've made that decision, but make it they have. I mean, they, they get paid to think, so... They do get paid to think, and yeah. we all know that um, big studios never make bad decisions. No, not at all. <laughs> don't we? So, yes, so Tenet um, will be now released on the 31st of July, hopefully. Mm. I still think it might go again. Do you think it'll be pushed back even... Do you think Mulan will be? <sighs> I think Mulan's even harder because if you, if the cinemas have got to enforce social distancing, a kids' film is going to be harder. Yeah. Because kids do tend to get up and wander around and, you know, I, I think that's... And... At least Tenet, which is an intelligent adult's film, you know, the people who go to see that would abide by the social distancing. I, I mean, were they Mulan, predicting Mulan to do well? I think they were expecting it to be a huge film, yeah. Right. I don't think this is going to go to... No. And this is the... the, the, the and we'll get to this when Luke tells us what he thought of Artemis Fowl. But the fact that the one and only Ivan is going straight to Disney+, Plus, but Mulan they're hanging on to because they want the theatrical, I think it tells you more about the quality of the film. Yeah, I would... Do you not well, think, I, Luke? I, I mean, I don't want to spoil our review, but no. yes. Yeah. Sorry, going back to... Uh, I keep saying Tanette, but it's not... Don't say that. David of Tenet. Yeah, sounds sounds Scottish. Tenet. 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 But uh, yeah, I, I was reading an interview with Kenneth Branagh. Apparently, he this is the most he had to read this the screenplay more times than he ever has done for any film that he's been in, just to get the plot. Well, there we go. So um, I is mean, that for Tenet or for yeah. Tenet. 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 But I'm um, looking for. Looking from the, you know, I've watched the trailer twice now. I think, I mean, it looks like a guy can see what's going to happen before it happens, so he can see into the future. But I don't know. I what love we, the trailer because you don't know yeah. what it's about. That, well, that's my so that theory, is, but I've got a feeling yeah. I could be very wrong. So it's my know. my idea of a perfect trailer is it doesn't tell you the plot. So Nothing. many trailers these days give you the start, the middle, and the end. Mm. Um, that to have a film that you're going to go in even after seeing a two minute trailer and not know what's going to happen, mm. I think is really good. 
Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we'll find out hopefully on July the 31st, but yep. uh, stay tuned because that may move. And uh, now we have mentioned Artemis Fowl. So should we get this over and done with? Give us the plot. Okay, Artemis Fowl is based on um, the novel novels by Ewan, Ewan Colfer, and he's an Irish author. He wrote these books for, I guess, young adults or slightly yep. younger than young adults, and they are Harry Potter-ish, if you like. Um, according to the plot summary on IMDb, Artemis Fowl, who is a young criminal prodigy, hunts down a secret society of fairies to find his missing father. I think that's quite misleading because um, at the start, you don't know his father is a criminal. He's no. um, kidnapped and then Artemis finds out that he is, was collecting these um, artefacts, antiquities, as it but, were. Yeah, okay, We'll get to it, and, Carol. Let's get through. And he has to try and find... He has to contact the fairies who live underground in another kind of world yeah. to, to try and find him. So he's not a criminal mastermind at the start. He's barely a criminal mastermind at the end, despite him announcing to the camera that is what he now is. The books, I've got to say, everyone I know who's read them and all the reviews online, the books are supposed to be absolutely fantastic. They've been trying to make this film for over 10 years and it kept falling through for some reason. Uh, it has now come to the screen with Disney. It's gone straight to Disney+. Plus. It's directed by Kenneth Branagh. It stars uh, Judy Dench and Josh Gad. Uh, it's had a lot of money thrown at it. Luke Davis... <laughs> What did you think? <laughs> Pretty terrible <laughs> is probably the polite version right. uh, of it. I, I really struggled watching this. Um, I... <laughs> You're lost for words. I am lost. I mean, you, wow. you look at it, you go, it's a brand of film. No. Judy, Judy Dench is in it. Mm. You've got... Judy Dench is in it. Yeah. Bit because weird. she talks like this all the way through. Bit, it's like she's come off the scene of EastEnders. <laughs> um, yeah, so Judy Dench is in it, and Colin Firth is in it, Josh Gad is in it. Colin Firth isn't in Not it. Colin Firth, Colin... Colin Farrell. Thank you, Colin Farrell. <laughs> and it's a bit like, oh, re this is... And again, you know, everyone that I've spoken to, you know, love the books, think the books are amazing. And it's just like, surely they, they could have done a better job than this. It's just, yeah. that I don't know if there is anything, but I laughed at the end when he said, <laughs> oh, he looked directly in the camera and was just like, I'm a criminal mastermind. Yeah. And then walks off in like, I'm expecting fireworks to go off behind him. And it's just like, oh. This, this is the kind of film that makes the first Harry Potter film look... Because the first Harry Potter film wasn't great. No. And if you look at it now, it's quite creaky. But what it was was a brilliant uh, film to, to, to create a Open world a and bring you into a world. Yeah. And this, this film shows how difficult that is to do because this is a mess. Yeah, it really is. There um, is there's no... Very, very little of it to. looks... Very little of it looks real. Well, this is the thing. It's... it's um... Uh, the Lucasfilm CG company, company, and you company. know you expect high things from them. It was in, uh, Industrial Light and Magic or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's... And it looks. I mean, some of the CGI is amazing, and some of it's awful. Yeah. It just none of it look. None of it gels. It's like three films that have been made, and they've cut them three different films together, which don't go together. The um, acting 
it's just odd most of the way through it. Most yeah. of the people in it. Quite why Judy Dench is spe- speaking like <laughs> she's smoked 40 cigarettes Hello. a day for all of her life. Yeah, That's you, an order. Yeah, she, you could imagine her in the Queen Vic telling people to get out of my pub. Yeah. <laughs> which is very strange. Josh Gad kind of does the same accent for no reason. Uh, the fair yeah, is... I, thought, which, I didn't recognise... Because I didn't look who was in it mm. when, we, when it... Um, when it's, you know, before, it, before I started watching it. You should and watch. I was going... Is that Josh Gad? It is Josh Gad. Yes. Obviously, I knew that by the end of it, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's and not... obviously this is designed to to kick off a series, and no. I can't see them making another one of these. No, um, I mean the I problem is they're not. You know, nice. there's not going to be any like. I mean, they can see obviously who, who's watched it and how many people have watched it, but there's not going to be like. A, I don't think people are going to be begging for another no, one. No, they're going to be begging it, for a reboot. It's, it's, it's quite sad that the second word of the title is foul because I think it, it was foul. It I just think it is. It just it doesn't hang together. The script is weak. I don't think uh, Owen Colfer had anything to do with the script, um, and you'd never know this was a Kenneth Branagh directed film. No. It just looks like some. I don't know, production line Disney film. And I, mean, I, think, and I think if we'd seen it at the cinema, we would think even less of it. Yeah, oh, definitely. I think it would have been awful. If you'd I have paid £9 pounds to see this on a big screen, I think c- it would have been dreadful. They can kind of getting a- get away with... The- because they can't... It's not like someone's going to go, well, this did awfully in the box office because mm. there's no box office figures. No. So they're not going to have the big press of this is a bad film. No. If you don't watch reviews, you'll never know. No. And they don't have, like, a five-star rating on Disney Plus either. No, you can't rate anything, can no. you? No. So lucky, it's, um, lucky for Artemis. Lucky, lucky, lucky for Artemis, yeah. I, I mean, people were saying, have they read the books and, mm. and things uh, like that? Uh, wait, go on, I, I, no, all, all I was going to say was just I tried to read the books... As a growing up, and I can, I literally tried two or three times to try and read the first Artemis Fowl book, and I couldn't get into it, so I gave up. Okay. Well, I'll leave. I'll leave the um, last word to one of the newspapers I saw, who their headline for the review was "Artemist Opportunity." No. Nice. I mean, thank you. I mean, two things to finish off with as well. One thing: the butler with his with his blue eyes. I thought, oh, he's going to be like some sort of alien. Like, never mentioned. No. He's just got really... If those are his eyes, yeah. what no, they're, Yeah, they're not his real eyes. No, I didn't think Damn. so. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, there's so much potential with this film, by the looks of the storyline and what they were trying to do, that they just ruined it. Hmm. Anyway, if you want to watch it, Artemis no. Fowl is available on Disney+. Plus. If you've got a couple of eight to ten-year-olds and you want to distract them for an hour and a half... They'll, they'll it, love it. It may do it, because it's bright and colourful and yeah. moves along at a cracking pace, but... It's pretty dreadful. Yeah. yeah. It's, okay, um, but it's available now on yeah, Disney+. Plus. Uh, well, we haven't heard from Toby now for a while, so let's go to Toby, who's Toby. been catching up. He's Has been he? watching... Oh, yes. It's like we, he doesn't watch anything for a year, and suddenly <laughs> he's out of the gate. Uh, Toby, you watched yeah. Knives Out. I did. Now, I'm a bit worried to talk about this. Oh. Um, Never no. start a review of that. No. Now, I... Now, you got... Well, have you seen it, Luke? Can't remember. Uh, don't be silly. Ridiculous. Right, okay. But Duncan, you really liked this, didn't you? Love this film, yes. Okay, okay. Um, well, so <laughs> the director, uh, Ryan Johnson, is that right? Is that his name? That is. Right. I, I think I'm not a fan of his work um, because this is the second film that I haven't been. You know, I. Right, I'll skim over it and then I'll go into it. Basically, it's not bad, but I didn't think it was great. It was okay. I think 
the budget all went on all the, went on all of the cast. I thought it seemed so low budget. I think it just was shot really weirdly. I thought the script was a bit weird. Um, I Daniel Craig's accent was weird. Um, yeah, I thought that was very strange. Just I think because and some of my friends had seen it said it was amazing. I think I went in with really really high expectations, and I just. I don't know. I can't really put my finger on why I didn't like it. I just, it really, really wasn't what I expected. I just, I, I really do feel like they spent all the money on the cast and then the rest of the film they kind of had to, you know, use the rest of the budget for that they had. So I'm horrified. I just, I don't know. Look, I, without ruining it, you, you're kind of given the story and then you're given the main storyline i'm trying to do this without ruining it of who of who the murderer was and yeah. in the back of my mind i think right it's too early obviously this is not what happened and then i was looking at other suspects um in you know out of the family to see who i thought it would be but it just without ruining it i was like i hope it's not this person because that would just be stupid and it did and it was that person well i'm gonna let you two fight this one out uh go for no. it I just want to say, you know, I mean, the script, you say the script isn't good. I mean, it was Oscar nominated for its script. The script really? Is, yeah, the script is incredibly clever. I love the way that the person who did it, who you can't guess from the start, it all works out beautifully. It's a classic Agatha Christie mystery. And you say about the way it was filmed, if you're talking about camera angles and stuff like that, it, it was filmed like an old-fashioned who done it, which is mm. you know a one location who done it. I mm. thought the acting was great. I thought the script was exceptional, and I thought the story was good. And I liked oh. what it had to say about contemporary America because it, it you know yeah. the, the, the subplot with the maid is shining a light on um, the way that um, Latinos are treated in certain parts mm. of America. So I liked mm. all that. Yes, it, it had no it yes. had, good, it had yes. good parts, but I think. I think I just heard so much about it. I just went in with really, really high expectations, and well, I shouldn't have done. Toby, um, can I, can I, can I give you a way of avoiding that situation? Don't, Go don't on. come on the show. Watch it when it comes out. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That's a very, fair that's point. A very, fair point. You know, if you'd watched point. it before, yeah. So I saw it, you know, a, a preview screening. So before any of the reviews had came out. So, but right, yeah, okay. I agree. Sometimes you watch a film weeks after it's come out, and yeah, mm. the, if it's great reviews, you sometimes think, really, is that it? Mm. I just, I don't know. I just really, I think it just, it, I think the main reason why I wasn't as keen on it was because it just really was not what I was expecting. Okay. All right. Well, that is Knives Out. How did you watch that? That's available to rent. Uh, I rented that on yes. the PlayStation Store. Okay, on the PlayStation Store. Don't sign off, Duncan. It's also it's also available <laughs> on Sky Store and Amazon, uh, the Amazon Prime yes. Store as well. Uh, we'll stick with you then, Toby, because you watched another film going back even further in time, uh, Ready Player One. Yes. Now this is a Steven Spielberg film, which uh, I did actually see when it came out back in 2018, oh. and absolutely loved it. And uh, it was on Amazon uh, Prime to watch now, and I thought I was surprised because I thought I'd have to rent it or buy it, but you could stream it for free you know if you've got an amazon account so oh brucey bonus <laughs> yeah so i think it was on friday night i watched it and um yeah loved it i just do i really love that film i think the animation and the cgi of the actual because most of the film is based in the game um in the oasis is what it's called in the mm. film and i thought the animation is, is great and i think the storyline's fantastic and i think i just really really 
it's a, just such a fun film to watch. And if you love video games, you you would definitely love this. So. I wasn't as impressed. I saw it once when it came out the cinema. Uh, yeah, I maybe it's because I've never played a video game. And I thought the whole thing looked a bit like a video game and I wasn't as keen. But is that what they were trying to do, though? Probably. Yeah. But yes, so you're not yes. a massive fan of overusing, um, not overusing YouTube, overusing uh, CGI? No. Well, I mean, yeah, most of it is it's in the game. So obviously, and they're all avatars. Um, well, I, I mean, I may so... watch it again because it's game based. It may look better on a smaller screen. Where yeah. you would normally watch a game, uh, maybe. So, well, you, well, the funny thing is, you say that, but the without ruining it, you know the 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 race, the, the first key, if you can remember, Duncan. Yes. I mean yes. that that was amazing to watch in the cinema. You know, with the surround sound and the yeah, yeah. So it, no, it does it does work on a on a TV screen at home, but it was better cinematically experience in the cinema. But um, no, I think if you do if you do play video games, you will love this film. And there's a lot of. I, I think we said when we when it first came out, there's a lot of references that you wouldn't understand anyway. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm quite um, prepared to admit that it's not it's a game anything, for you, a film for you. If, if, if it's video game based, it's going to go over my head most of it because I have never played a video game unless you count Pac-Man as a video game. I count yeah. Pac-Man I'll, as a video I'll, game. I'll count that. Yeah, okay. but it's um, laughing about it is you know it's set in 2045. But the all the soundtrack is eighties music, so uh, I think that's I, do you know, good. You've, you've reminded me that that was one of that's the things. The only that I didn't thing like. I liked I, was the no, music. You've reminded me when we reviewed it, and I didn't like the fact why was everything eighties set because the eighties are great. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't it didn't but, make sense for me, and also the whole Shining episode I didn't get because it's a film aimed at kids primarily mm. who no, are going to yeah, have no, no idea what The Shining is. No, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fair point. That's and that, that point. kind of annoyed me, despite but, how clever The Shining sequence was because they recreated yeah, scenes was, from The Shining brilliantly. Really, yeah, really clever, really clever. And I think the amazing thing is you, you do find out who the characters are in the end, but when he... You, you follow the main character, the, the guy, I can't remember what his actual name is, um, but when he goes into the game, he meets up with all of his friends, which are other avatars, so like one's a robot and one's like a, a ninja and stuff, but you don't actually know what they look like until much further on in the game, and it's very mm. interesting to, you know, they're, they're, they have such a strong friendship, but they've never actually met in real life. Mm. I find that amazing. But, um, sorry, lot very last thing about the, the soundtrack. I can see what you mean. I can understand what you mean, but it... You know, it is great when they went on the dance floor and then the Bee Gees started blasting off, you know. What yeah, I just can't, I can't remember what my issue was, but I, I, think I remember the... I had an issue with the fact that it was all 80s and I didn't understand why in 2045 people would be obsessed with the 80s. It's, yeah. That's like saying that us now should be obsessed with the 50s. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I know, see what I, you mean. I, yeah. I think no, the I 80s do. works very well yeah, with, yeah. like, CGI game... I think well, I can see that. I mean, I've not seen the film, but I can see it working really well. Oh well, no, it, I'm sure it worked in the film, but I didn't understand why in twenty. If that and if it was set now, I would understand it. Yeah. But being set in 2045, I'm thinking mm. no, they're not going to be as obsessed in video games with the mm. 80s as they are. Now. I will get in contact with Mr. Spielberg. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, if you could that would be good. Very very last thing. I, th I love as well the details of the real world. So because this Oasis, which is this game that everyone is playing and everyone's literally spending money on um literally putting all of their money into this game so they can make their character better in the game and win more and whatever the the real world looks awful because no one's putting money or time into 
you know, keeping the real world clean or anything. It's just people in um, literally like boxes shipping containers piled up. Yeah, shipping containers. Thank you. I also think I found that quite annoying because uh, I knew that the shipping container scenes, which is quite a big bit of it, was filmed, I think, in Croydon or something like that. And I thought it right. did look a little bit low rent. Right. OK. But anyway. Anyway, that's Ready Player One. It is available to stream for free if you have an Amazon Prime. Coming up after news at eight o'clock, Colin Besley will be here with Chatsworth and he joins us now. Good evening, Colin. Good evening to you. Thanks very much. Thank you. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Are you well? Are you all well? Are you all well. well. Good, good. We are good. Yeah. Were you queuing up at seven o'clock this morning to get into Primark, Colin, or...? I wasn't, I must confess, no. no. Okay. I don't need anything urgently in that department. Well, it's, <laughs> it's non-essential stuff, so you don't need anything non-essential. There was a woman on the news earlier who said she'd completely run out of bras, and I thought... <laughs> I thought, Were you throwing them thought, away afterwards? Do, do you not wash them? What, what's, what? Well, I mean, I've been wearing the same <laughs> underpants for 11 weeks, so I'm not going to need to go to <laughs> Primark for quite some time. And the only reason that he had to is because he had to go to a doctor's appointment, that's the only reason why he changed them. Yes, I didn't. I had to strip down to my underwear, which I thought was perfectly normal. And Lucas suddenly said, why did you strip down to your underwear? And I can't wait, explain wait. it, I'll be honest. Were you not asked to? I was asked to. And then <laughs> Luke, asked me the what she did. Luke asked me what she did. And I told him and he said, why did you need to be in your underpants for that? I, like, I really don't know. <laughs> Are you sure they asked? Right. Did you? It's you, just, you, yes, you it's just when you're in a, it's when you're in a doctor's, you know, someone in authority says do something in their setting. You kind of just do it, don't you? As long as it wasn't in the waiting room. As long as it, you know. <laughs> uh, no, and then I made it worse by saying to Luke that I had to strip to my boxer shorts and lie on the couch. It wasn't a couch, obviously, and we couldn't think. It's called an examination table. And then, there's the last yeah. of that story. Uh, Duncan was just laid there while the doctor went back onto the computer and just went, am I still meant to be laid here? Yeah, I lay there for about five minutes talking to her and she didn't realise I wasn't getting dressed. And she said, you should be getting dressed now. <laughs> she said, you've gone. <laughs> Yeah, it's all very weird mm. while wearing masks. Odd. Anyway, Colin, what is coming up on <laughs> Chatsworth this evening? Oh, more of that, please. Yeah. Well, we keep saying you can have us on, but yeah. we don't get the invite. <laughs> don't get the invite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we should continue this after eight. Uh, but uh, no, in, in terms of uh, other comedy, um, le le less spontaneous than that, I will be uh, looking a little more at the St. Andrew's Bookshop Comedy Festival, which actually starts tomorrow and is on for the next three nights as well, if you were listening last week. Uh, which you probably weren't you're doing your podcast at the time but oh, yeah. um, <laughs> we, we listen again Colin don't we obviously of all the time yeah, yeah. listen uh, but we had Steve on who's the, uh, one of the organisers and uh, Paul Carenza who's a comedian who you might recall uh, writes for Not Going Out and Miranda among other things Oh, good. So, okay. So that and other things to make sure you don't miss it. And good music, obviously. Of course, yes. Some of which uh, borrowed from Drive Time. I must give it back. Most of it, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's uh, Chatsworth with Colin up after the news at eight o'clock. Colin, thank you very much. Yay. Colin Besley. Colin Besley, ladies and gentlemen. Available for weddings, bar mitzvahs and kids' parties. Okay, really. I um, think Colin would be great as a stand-up comedian. I do as well. Oh, thank yeah. you. I do. Well, when we do, when we when things get back to normal and we're doing our what's the worst that could happen as stand-ups. Are we still doing stand-ups? We're still going to do oh, stand-up, yeah. going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I don't want Colin to do it as well. No, Colin can be, be really our... really good. Colin can, you know, just so they, they feel like they haven't wasted money, Colin can come on afterwards to mm. do some actual comedy. Oh, have you got a favourite joke? But I think you need to have a favourite joke, don't you? Do you? We were chatting to Steve last week about his... Duncan um... probably can't say any of his favourite jokes on air, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't have a favourite joke, really. Because it's always good to have one in your back pocket, isn't it, in case you need one in a, in a, in a situation? I mean, I like Luke, and he's a bit of a joke, but... <laughs> I'm, not sure he's, I'm not sure he's my favourite. <laughs> 
<laughs> Moving on. Thanks, Colin. Moving Bye-bye. on. Thank, Thank you, Colin. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, um, okay, it is a quarter to eight. We've got some more film reviews and a little bit of film news. Anything Ooh. we don't get to, we will put in the podcast, which will be available in 2024. 2045. From... To start <laughs> sorry, sorry, 2045. We'll start the usual podcast supplier. Uh, we'll move on to the other big release of the week, because, yes, Artemis Fowl is known as a big release. Uh, this one is on Netflix, and it's the new film from Spike Lee uh, called Defy. Bloods. Uh, this is set in the present day, but during the Vietnam War, five friends who are in a squad uh, are taking part in the war in Vietnam. Their leader is Chas McBoseman, who is killed on active duty. Uh, they don't find they don't know where his body is, and he doesn't get brought back to the U- uh, to the US. And they also his four um, comrades hide some gold bullion that they have stolen. Uh, and in the present day, the four surviving members return to find their fallen comrade's body, uh, but mainly they're going back to reclaim the gold. So this is told part in flashback, and the bits in flashback are told in a different uh, frame ratio and a different film stock. So everything in present day is filmed, you know, like you would normally see it. On a red. And, and the other, when they're going back in Vietnam into the past, they use a different Cinex. ratio and they uh-huh. film it on 16... Um, 16 millimeter is that correct yes 16 millimeter and unlike um martin scorsese who for the irishman for netflix de-aged his actors for the older scenes for the scenes in the past uh spike lee doesn't do that the uh, four actors actually play themselves so chaswick boseman who's playing their leader is still obviously the young chaswick chadwick boseman but the four actors who have aged are there as aged actors he doesn't recast younger actors and he doesn't de-age them um this is it's kind of it's Spike Lee doing what he does best which is making a statement on race in the US and his how it works historically for example uh, 11% of the US population were African American at the time of the Vietnam War but 33% of the soldiers sent to Vietnam were African Americans so this is kind of and it's a very timely film for what's going on in the world now and the black lives matter this is kind of equating the um, American army as kind of the slave, the way they okay. use blacks as as slaves. Um, and it's on Netflix because every studio turned it down, apparently. He went to every studio. And after The Black Klansman, which is the first film he won an Oscar for... Which comes um, out on Netflix later this month, I think. Which is out on Netflix later this month. Apparently every studio, rather than chomping at the bit to produce his new film, they turned it down. Interesting. Netflix didn't, so that's uh, where it is. I'll go first, Anto, because you've watched half of it, haven't you? Yeah, so apologies. I that's watched all right. half of it yesterday and I thought I'd be able to get uh, time to finish the last uh, hour and a quarter, an hour okay. and a half, and I haven't, so apologies. Okay, well, it's, it's well made. It's Spike Lee, so you know it's going to be well made. It's very well acted by a very, mm. really, really good cast. Uh, it takes on uh, Spike Lee's usual topics of uh, race and diversity in the angry way that he normally does, which kind of grates on some people because he's he, he is like an angry pensioner shouting at you <laughs> and, until you get the point. But, you know, I think as recent events have proved, some people need shouting at and they need mm. it rammed yep. down their throat. What it tries to do is tries to marry a drama on race relations and uh, the way race is looked on in the US with a kind of treasure of the Sierra Madre um, action adventure. So on the one hand, you've got these black American GIs going back to Vietnam, ostensibly to confront their past, yeah, uh, which is the drama side. But on the other hand, they're trying to find a crock of gold that they've hidden. And that's the adventure part. Both parts work fairly well, mm-hmm. 
but as a whole, it does feel a little bit like it's two films stuck together and they right. don't gel quite as well as and, they should. I mean, some of, and some of his um, Lee's polemic is is quite heavy handed. You know, he's not that, known for his subtlety. Do you think the fact that the fact it's in like two different ratios and different um, film type? Do you think that also makes it feel more like two films than one? No, because it, well, do you think that works well? It, no, because it's because the modern part is the two films. Ah, I see what you mean. Okay. In the modern day, they go to Vietnam to confront their past, and then yeah. while they're there, they're looking for the gold. So it's those two parts. And yeah, some of it seems heavy-handed, but that's Spike Lee's way, and it's because he's passionate about his subjects. Yeah. And, you know, he does get his usual history lessons in there. You get flashes of Martin Luther King and other um, black leaders, and you get little potted histories of what they've done. And, you know, and I heard him interviewed on the radio today, and he just said, well, you know, I think people should know about it. And he goes, yes, I want to entertain people, but these are things that people should, should know, know and a lot of people aren't taught about, talk no. about it. Uh, so in the end, I think the two halves don't go well as well together as they could. Uh, it has an awesome soundtrack. Uh, the music in it is absolutely fantastic. But as is um, usual with Netflix films, it seems, it's too long. How long it's is it? Two, it, yeah, it's it two hours and 35 minutes long, yeah, which, it, I mean, it's, it's not Irishman length, but there's still no need for it to be two and a half hours long. No. But it's still worth a watch. It's still good. It's still Lee operating at the top end of his scale. You know, he had a few barren years but he's with black clansman and defy bloods he's come back and he's this is well worth watching toby it's, what did you think well I, again i've only seen half of it and i think the four characters get on really well and i have to say it's so real their you know their kind of chemistry i literally forgot for, for a second i thought it was a documentary on the on the guys that's how kind of realistic it was uh so but it's um, the the thing. I mean, right at the beginning, it shows you um, footage from from like the Vietnam War and everything. And there's a famous picture of a guy being held at gunpoint, and you actually see the footage of him getting shot, which I thought was I couldn't believe they showed it. To mm. be honest, um, have you never seen, have you never seen that before? I've I've only ever seen the photo. I've oh, never okay. actually seen the footage. Um, so that shocked me a lot. I couldn't believe they, they showed that. And also but, the um, the religious people setting fire to themselves in the street. You yeah, see, the monks. You see the yeah. footage of that as well, which is pretty horrific. Yeah. Um, but it's... No, I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. And it's, yeah, it's it's really good. And, yeah, the, as I said, the chemistry and the acting is really good. And, yeah, no, I do I do like all the leads. They're, you know, they're, they're really good. They bounce off each other really well. Um, I guess I guess one thing I'm complaining about the length of the film, as we did about the Irishman as well. But I suppose because this is not theatrical and it's not going to be seen in the cinema, and it's on Netflix, you mm. could treat it like a mini series and watch it in three bits. Do you yeah. think that's why longer films on Netflix that are that length don't work as well? Like because in a cinema, it sometimes doesn't feel like it's you know two and a half hours, three hours long in a good film. Um, but where if you're at home, you might be distracted by something or you might have a clock yes. in front of your TV and you're like, mm. oh, it's, it's four o'clock. I only started this at three. You know, I think it's more noticeable that a film might be taking longer to get into the action or dragging a bit more. Where if it yeah, yeah. In a I, cinema. Think, I think I think everything seems. Yes. For everything you've said. Thank but you. Then it's quite nice. Can we just notice that mar- Duncan said yes to something that I said? <laughs> yes, exactly what you said. <laughs> no. uh, on the other hand, it is nice that big, big directors like Martin Scorsese and Spike Lee, who's the, the Irishman and this one, 
no studio would pick up. It's nice that Netflix is saying, right, there's a there's a bunch of money. Go yeah. away and make the film. And we don't actually care because mm. they don't have to worry about how many screenings no. they're going to fit into a cinema. They, if you want to make a three-hour film, make a three-hour well, film. And if people want to it, watch it in three three bits, they can. And let's be honest, how many subscribers has Netflix got? Millions and millions and millions. So, you know, they know that they've got a lot of people that yeah. will see either the trailer, they'll see the image, or they'll see mm. the video on Front Face Netflix. Just, just, just a quick question. Uh, the Irishman, for example, did they when they showed that in cinemas? Was there an interval? No. Do you think that will start to be? I mean, if productions are going to be, films are going to be longer and longer, essentially. Do you think they'll start to introduce intervals? I or hope no? not. I don't. I don't think there'll be films as long as. Um, I mean, the only reason uh, the Irishman was shown in any cinemas was so it qualified for awards. Yeah. Oh, right. And that's why it didn't get a wide release. And I've seen, when I saw Kinky Boots, it's weird. In a theatre, it's fine having an interval. Having Mm. an interval in a cinema is odd. Yeah, that's because the so. seats are so small in the theatre. Well, that yeah, legs have gone to sleep after. A <laughs> that's true. I just like, oh, I them. Um, what, so that is uh, *The Five Bloods*, which is available now on Netflix. Another new film, uh, and it's got like a, I think a ninety percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Another mm. film that came out on Netflix on Friday is called *The Last Days of American Crime*. This has got a zero percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So Not I don't want to spend then. too much on it. It is, and I watched it thinking it can't be that bad. It's got to have redeeming features. And it really doesn't. And Netflix <laughs> picked the wrong time to release the film because it talk about misjudging a mood. It's basically about America in the near future. Uh, a new, um, not an app, but a new thing has been invented. When they government switch it on, no member of the public will be able to physically commit an illegal act. Um, and so a group of um, criminals decide they're going to rob um, the vaults of... Um, what do you call it? The place that makes the money, the mint. They're going to rub the mint of all their money and get across the border to um, Canada okay. on the day before the app is switched on. Um, it's it's horrible. It's got a terrible script. It's over two hours. It's nearly two and a half hours long. It's nearly the same length as the Five Bloods for no apparent reason. Every character in it is absolutely horrible vile despicable so you've got no one to root for you've got no sort of audience conduit yeah as did, it were did you finish it um i finished it with a bit of fast forwarding well that's never but a good it, sign it really <laughs> is i mean there is i mean this is somewhere in the middle of this there is a 90 minute really good b movie that john carpenter in the 1980s would have made into a fantastic film for it to be two and a half hours long is absolutely shocking and and, you know if it's martin scorsese or spike lee and they say we're making a two and a half hour film fine let them go away and do what they want but this is directed by oliver megaton who directed one of the transporter films and some other straight to dvd stuff and if he said he's coming in with a two and a half hour (laughs) film i'm sorry just say no mate no oliver no oliver no No, oliver (laughs) cut it out (laughs) so whatever you do do not watch can i have some more time no. No. Uh, Last Days of American Crime. It's available on Netflix, but do not waste your time because it is absolutely terrible. Don't watch it. Uh, nearly it, but oh. should we quickly talk about Staged? Or we can do it in the podcast. We can do it in the podcast. What would you we like got, to talk about? Let, we got any news? We've like got about... some film news, yeah. yeah. A little bit, yeah. That's more interesting. Um, Warner Brothers has shifted their release dates. Four. Sorry? Four. Four? No, f- what for? Oh, I see. What for? Okay. 
No, no, not uh, what for, what for? The Matrix 4, funnily <laughs> enough. Godzilla versus King Kong, Tom and Jerry. And There's uh, a Tom and Jerry new... film? Yeah, get what? excited. <laughs> and the new version of The Witches, directed by oh. Back to the Future's Robert Zemeckis. Um, um, is that a live action, moved... Tom and Jerry? I don't know. Are you getting excited about Tom and Jerry? I'm getting worried that they're going to ruin a classic comedy. Oh, it's a shame. Uh, anyway, Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong Godzilla. was supposed Godzilla was supposed to arrive November the twentieth this year. That's now gone to May in twenty twenty one. Their new take on Tom and Jerry, which you'll have to look up because I don't know if it's live, live action, action a- animated comedy. Okay, it was supposed to be on December twenty third. It was their big Christmas film. That's now gone to March the fifth. And The Matrix Four was initially planned uh, to hit cinemas on may the 21st 2021 it's now gone to april the 1st 2022 they still haven't started any production though i suppose yeah so all of those uh have moved oh dear oh dear indeed and wow. also wonder woman has moved as well so uh, yeah wonder woman, it's already moved from its initial being directed uh, by matt healy <clears throat> no it was it was what what because the 1975 moved their album backwards many okay. times. Uh, it was planned to be released in June this year. Uh, that was moved to August on account of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, it's now been pushed back yet again to a fall release date. Uh, fall is autumn, in case you're wondering. Thank you. Uh, uh, is now October the 2nd, Ooh. 2020. So we're still getting it this year, hopefully. Fingers crossed. But it's going back a lot later. Ah. So yeah, so things are getting moved that have already been moved, and even Tenet, as we said earlier, which swore it wouldn't move, will never move. Do you think that's a um, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That was that was basically the the film company went. We have to move it. Well, like we said earlier, I don't understand the point of moving it two weeks. Well, no, that's very true. It mm. just seems an odd decision to make, um, unless there is a cinema chain in America which has said they're not opening until that date. Good point. So it just, could be that, but I don't know. Just quickly, Bond and uh, Quiet Place 2 haven't moved, have they? No, Bond is still November. Neither is Mulan. The, blah, 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 whatever, and Mulan Black is Widow. still uh, the 24th. So yeah. Anyway, everything's moving. But uh, cinemas should be opening middle of July for us. Mm. As it stands. On Fingers the crossed. 15th of June. Or, I don't know. Masks to the ready. Masks to the ready. That's I like that. Said. Yeah, masks to the ready. Anyway, that's it for this oh. week. Uh, oh. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back same time next week, uh, reviewing something which I'm going to give as homework in the podcast oh. to nice. uh, Luke and Toby. So tune into the podcast. Uh, thank you, Luke. Thank you, Toby. Thank you, thank you Duncan. Uh, Colin is up after the news with Chatsworth. I'll be back next week at the same time and also on Sunday for Sunday breakfast. Tune in if you can, because it's quite a good show, I think. What a show. Well, that was jam-packed, wasn't it? We've got things to talk about still. Busy, busy, busy. Got stuff left. Got stuff stuff left over. Stuff left. We've got stuffing. Blimey. What should we start with, then? Uh, Well, we we hinted it at the beginning of the podcast. Can we start with Yes Man? You've seen a film called Yes Man? I've seen a film called Yes Man. Okay, Okay. I'm a bit worried about about this. Now, this... Mm. is a film um, which I've heard about and have wanted to watch for a very long time and I was on the Netflix on the Netflix Netflix (laughs) and came across it and went let's watch it 
Um, uh, I don't. I Big still. Build up. I still don't know how I feel about Jim Carrey. As an as, well, as an actor, like yeah, I think I think if you don't like him, then I think yeah, at the beginning of a film, gonna... I'm just a bit like, oh, this is gonna be. But by the end of it, I'm just like, he's amazing. Um, I think in all of his films, I've done that. Um, yes, Matt, how do I feel about Yes Man? Well, I absolutely loved it. Ah. Oh, good. Um, good. I yeah, right. Moving on. What else? Hang on. So, <laughs> off. Um, I, I laughed, I, 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 just, cried. I cried a little bit, there was a little bit of crying. It was good though because I feel like in a lot of rom-coms it's quite obvious what they're going to do because it, all rom-coms have sort of the same, you know, they get together, they have an argument and they then get back together, yay. But with this I didn't really, I knew it was going to come at some point but I didn't know whereabouts it was going to come mm. or how it was going to happen. Um, so yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it worked really, really well. Um, I like the appearance of the book author, Danny Lawrence. Am I right? Wallace. Wallace, thank you. Um, I thought that was really nice. It wasn't just like he walked past the screen. He was in it for quite a long time. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it from 2008. I'm glad I've watched it. Yeah. Good. It, I really enjoyed it as well. Duncan? I think the thing with Jim Carrey is, uh, if you like silly over-the-top humour, then... You're gonna love. I don't feel stuff. like he's over the top much in this film, though. I feel like uh, in bits he's like uh, full on Jim Carrey, but in, for most of it, I think he's he's quite normal. If that's the yeah, right no, word. no, no, yeah, I, I not, yeah, I see, yeah, I agree, I see what you mean, yeah. I, it's not like Ace Ventura where it's just no. mad. Oh, I can't remember right, because yeah. it was well, so long. I only saw it once at the cinema. Homework so, for you, sir. Yeah, watch it again. Okay, I'll watch it for next week. Okay. Uh, that is Yes Man, yes, which man. is available on the Netflix. The Netflix. Um, also, we watched, we, me and, well, I've watched all of it. Luke has watched uh, three episodes of it. Toby, I expect you to watch this for next week because it's only six episodes and they're only 15 minutes long. Uh, yeah, I reckon they're going to put this on because EastEnders is going down to 20 minutes. Mm. Oh, there's a lot of swearing in it. Never mind. Yeah, no, there's, there's lots of swear. Yeah. Uh, this is staged. So this stars David Tennant yes. and Michael Sheen playing versions of themselves who before lockdown were supposed to be taking part in a play, which has obviously had to be cancelled because of lockdown. Uh, but the director suggests that they can rehearse over Zoom uh, so that when uh, lockdown uh, is ended, they have got a play ready to go into a theatre straight away while everyone else is twiddling their thumbs. Uh, and what you're watching is uh, six 15 minutes episodes of them talking to each other, talking to the producer and the main, the, sorry, the, the director, the producer, and a couple of guest stars who pop up uh, to surprise you. Uh, I thought there's been a lots of on TV of Zoom stuff. Yeah, programs are using Zoom, and it's getting quite tiring. Mm. I think. I think we need <laughs> to get back to, to normality. But this, I think, does it brilliantly because it's very believable. I don't think as well. It's not overly like. So is it sorry, is it real life or is it acting? It's like an alternative reality, basically. Yes, it's acting. They're playing themselves, but they are acting. Yeah. Right. It's, it's um, like a, what I'm saying is they're not going to actually come out of lockdown and put this play on. No. no well, maybe they no, will. Who right. No. No. Um, Do to explain the um, uh, what what acting is to Toby? <laughs> I'd hope not. <laughs> um, I yeah, I think it's um, it's great. It's brilliant. It's really it's funny. Hilarious. It's very cleverly written. I assume a lot of it's improvised because a lot of it seems to be improvised. They a lot. Um, I think they had the script, and the problem was though they didn't know how to play themselves. Uh, so Michael would ask David, you know, what would I do here, and and Michael mm. would do the reverse. 
Uh, okay. Uh, there's an actor who turns up in episode three, I think it is, who was who was supposed to be the person that Michael Sheen has taken over from, who dropped out, which is a a big surprise. Mother it's a flipping big, good actor big star. And then in the last episode, unfortunately, it's given away at the in the opening credits. I'm going to close if my you eyes. Watch it. Close your eyes for the for the opening credits of the last episode, so that the guest star pops up on the Zoom screen to surprise you, like it does them. And it's a a massive star and pops another, up. And another thing, what I like is at the end of each episode, they make a joke about each other, or they'll say something, and then at the beginning yes. of the next one, they've changed their they, names and the the, yeah. the order that the names are in. Yeah, it's just it's very clever, it's very witty, it's nice and short. You can watch it all. You can watch it all in an hour and a half. Yeah, all six is episodes it, is it on YouTube. I, no, it's on iPlayer. BBC, okay. Yeah. So on the iPlayer, all episodes are on there now. It's well worth watching. It's very, very funny. Very, yeah. very good. Um, yes. And it's got David Tennant in it. And, you know, wow, David Tennant. Yes, David Tennant, and he's great. And when, when is he coming out? Uh, anyway. <laughs> he's got a wife and kids. I've got to admit, he doesn't look well. I th- I reckon he was about incredibly thin. I well, I reckon I I noticed that, but I reckon he was going into something because his right. hair's long, and his hair's normally only long when he's going into something Shakespearean. No, no, because oh no, his his hair isn't long. Is it not? No, that's uh... Uh, he, he does mention this in the last episode when the guest asks if if that's his own hair, and he says no, it's extensions. So uh... he has got extensions in. Although why you'd keep them in while you're in lockdown, I do not know. Maybe to get out. used to them. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, it's called Staged. Uh, all episodes are available now right on now. the BBC iPlayer. Uh, also on the iPlayer, but only first two episodes, is a new series by Michaela Cole. Uh, she made Chewing Gum for Channel mm. 4 and E4. Uh, this is called I May Destroy You. It's a 12-part, half-hour um, drama about a woman who thinks she may have been sexually abused uh, on a night out after her drink was spiked. It sounds awful and it sounds heavy. If you've seen anything with Michaela Cole in, it's not. It's it's incredibly clever. It's very, very modern because um, it's aimed at a younger audience. I think it was made for BBC Three, so it's aimed at a sort of teenage, early 20s yeah. audience. It is so well written, so well acted. Um, it makes you laugh at things you probably shouldn't be laughing at. I don't know where it's going to go because she doesn't want all the episodes released in one go. She wants people to watch. I think they're doing two a week. And she said that's how she wanted it released. She didn't want it. She didn't want people to binge it. She wanted people to have time to think about it before they start on the next episode. Well, it's good publicity as well, I think. If people yeah. post on social media, you know, oh, I think this is going to happen, I think this is going to happen, rather than if you binge it all, then yeah. Just, oh, yeah, I, it's good. I think this is, I think this is re- really good, very important to television. It is so well made, uh, and I think you should watch it. And actually, I, going on to what Toby was saying about, you know, mm. people hyping about if it's only once a week, mm. and I think that's, and I've heard a lot of other people saying about this from other, other reviewers and such, mm. um, that that's why The Mandalorian didn't do as well over here as it did in America hmm. and other places that got Disney plus first is because they had the hype of baby Yoda. Whereas over here, because yes, of the internet, everyone it, yeah. had already seen baby Yoda. Yes. So there wasn't the hype facts. And I think that's why the Mandalorian series two might do better here because it will come out at the same time. Which hasn't been delayed. It's still on course still for going. October release date this year. Uh, anyway, I may destroy you. Are you going to watch it? Might do. I might. I think, yeah, I think yeah, you should. yeah. 
I think it should. It is really, really good. Uh, first two episodes available on iPlayer. The second two episodes are actually on tonight. Oh. It's on a Monday mm. night on BBC One. Um, that's it for what we've been watching. Mm. Well, the Apart- only other thing I was going to say is mm. normal people. But uh, we talk right. About that so next week. right. No, no. I'll tell you why. Why I haven't finished it yet. Because you don't you know, like it's, it. It's, no, we're absolutely loving it. But right. you know, it's based on a novel. Mm-hmm. We're kind of watching it as though we're reading a novel. So we're watching it in chunks. And I don't think, again, I don't think I'd be enjoying it as much if I watched it all in one sitting. Oh, uh, okay. But uh, okay. watching it in half hour chunks, I'm really enjoying it. And it's 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 okay. kind of like reading a good book mm. and taking your time with it and not, mm. not binging not it. So, but I am thoroughly enjoying it. Okay. Well, have you finished it, Luke? Uh, yes, I have. Okay. Okay. Okay, sweet. Should, okay, should we talk about it next week then? Would you think I will have finished it by next Let's week? Talk about yes. Next week. Okay, lovely. All right, we'll talk about it. Next um, week. I've uh, realised also... I watched another film. Oh, no be... cares, Luke. No... What? I'll... <laughs> Only very quickly on it. Uh, yeah. Ten things I hate about you, which is on Disney Plus. Oh. But the reason I want to bring this up is because there's it's not a film that I expect to be on Disney Plus. If they, mm. I think it's at twelve, but it's a very mm. questionable twelve. Mm. Um, it's also Shakespeare. It is yes, Taming of the Shrew. Uh, Taming of the Shrew. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, it, uh, I'm shocked that it was on Disney Plus. Well, I think they just go by the by the um, yeah. certificate, and as long as it's a twelve, mm. you get away with it. Starring the late Heath Ledger. Of Heath course. Ledger's in it, mm. yeah, and um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. Okay, so that's ten things I hate about you. That's available on Disney Plus. It is. I think it's on uh, Prime as well. Okay, good. Um, homework for next week: um, a film I want you both to watch, and you've got to promise okay. me you're going to watch it. It's I available on Netflix for free, it. and Lovely. you might you might have already seen it, Toby. I don't know. Okay. I watched this when it came out 14 years ago, right. and I I thought it was a, a stunning piece of cinema. Okay. Watched it. I think I may have watched it once since then, but I haven't watched it for a long time. Watched okay. it last night, and it is a bona fide masterpiece. Okay. And if you liked 1917, yeah, Toby, some of the scenes in this will amaze you. Okay. Some of the tracking shots and the filming in this is absolutely stunning. There's a scene in a car which you just think, how the hell did they do that? And there's a final scene which is about, I don't know, must be, it looks like it's over 10 minutes long in a right. war scene, which is absolutely incredible. The film right. is Children of Men. Okay, no, I haven't seen this. Clive Owen, Julianne Moore, and uh, Sir Michael Caine. Uh, It's a dystopian thriller about uh, set in uh, England uh, in a world where no one can have babies. Uh, All women are infertile. Uh, What it does is it creates, you know, sometimes uh, dystopian things and things set in the future, you don't believe there's anything outside the little bit that you're seeing. Mm. This creates a world that you actually believe in that actually exists. It is absolutely, some of the shots in it are absolutely stunning. And I think if I'm correct, let me just check the director, I think did gravity. Um, Right. I'm going to check for you. Man looks something up on the internet. Yes. So it's directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Now I won't tell you what the last film he directed because that will just put you off. So let's just, let, let me just tell you, he made, um, on, he just, made, just, just he made me. Gravity yes. and, what, what and, else did he make? and, uh, Roma, but forget oh, Roma. Right. Okay. Is that, is that the, is that what I think it is? Yeah. Yes. Silent movie. Forget, oh, forget Roma. Watch okay. this. It's available right. to watch for free on Netflix. Okay. Um, done. Okay, yeah, I, I watch it. 
Now, and if you don't think it's a masterpiece, don't bother turning up next week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Won't see you next week. Uh, now, I do want to... Um, just something that will make sense if you've watched the whole thing, but when you first watch it, you'll be like, why is that there? Uh, why is that other, there? Your other half, uh, Duncan, yes. has just put a picture up of um, one of his latest creations. Has he? Which is a koala. Oh, yes. One of his little... Um, what's it called? It's called a... Um... I don't know. What are they? Macaron. Macaron. So it's I'm going to I'm going to use that as Toby's photo for this week's Monday movies. Oh okay, fabulous. <laughs> so that will now make sense at why it's there at the beginning, but Can we I don't say, refer to it. I have since eaten that koala. Have you poor koala. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you're wondering why it was there at the beginning but we didn't re- reference it, it's because we've only ju- I've only just decided that. Q. You're looking good, Toby. At least you, you haven't are. got red hair. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> what else was I going to say? We've got one bit of film news uh, left, which has been in the news all this week. Um, Gone with the Wind was taken off of HBO Max in America. Yes. And um, the most of the media used this as some kind of clickbait and didn't tell the whole story. They right. just said they've taken off this film because of its racist overtone, its terrible depiction of black people. Uh, that's not quite true. It was taken off so that they could add something to the start of the film oh. so that pe- when people do watch it, there will be something to contextualise. They're not cutting it. They're not deleting it from their system. They're just going to contextualise so that some there'll be a little educational piece at the start um, saying this is this is, this was made in this particular year, blah, blah, blah. Because otherwise we're going to be in a terrible situation where a whole, every artistic... Well, um, look at the comedies on the UK comedies that. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, every, every sort of art, artistic strand is going to have to go through with a fine tooth comb and take out stuff. And obviously, you know, you have to you have to think certain things were made in certain eras when times yeah. were different. And yes, you you can't bring back the black and white minstrel show for goodness' no. sake because that was wrong. Yeah. And mm. it ran for so long. But yeah, so a lot of newspapers and a lot of online sources were saying that Gone with the Wind had been removed. It hasn't. It's just been taken off while they contextualise what's in it. But I think you can expect to see that happening uh, to a lot of films. Yes. Uh, but the, the coming... do they do that with the comedies as well that have been taken off? Do they put something at the beginning saying... They, well, so um, Little Britain they're just taking off because I, I think that was a lot of things. That was, that was a lot. Depictions of transgender people, yeah. depictions of disabled people, of coloured people. I mean, they covered all the bases, they did. to be honest. <laughs> uh, but the episode of 40 Towers that was taken off, the, the Germans episode. Oh, yes, off um, again, UKTV. I think I think they have taken that off just to contextualise it. Yeah. So they're not actually going to. But going it. going with Gone with the Wind, mm. um, Lady Antrebellum. They've changed their name. Changed their name to Lady A. Yes, I didn't. I mean, and then Why? They, they well, they've kind of drawn attention to it themselves. Yeah. I don't think many people knew what Antebellum was. I had no idea. Mm. No idea. No. But apparently, what is it? It's a. Um. It's. It was something to do with the Confederates. Yeah, the it depicts, depicts the... Uh, hang on, hang on. Uh, Gone with the Wind depicts the antebellum South right before the Civil War and what happens afterwards. So it's a tie-in there, yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. Bit of, you know, political film news. There you go. And it, but it's another, one, it's another thing to add to the statues thing that's going on. Yeah. Whereas the whole Black Lives Matter movement in this country at least, seems now to be obsessed with what's on TV and films and whose statue is up yeah. rather than getting representation and, you know, equality for black people. It just seems to have moved away from what 
it's it's the interesting point they're how trying to make there's different points in different countries yes whereas you know whereas in america it's still all about representation and equality oh, we seem please. to be obsessed with little britain and statues yeah so it's very strange it's all very weird it's all very weird so well gone mad you know just when you thought the world couldn't get any worse <laughs> guess what it, it has it does. yeah oh <sighs> well on, on that anyway. note oh we can't leave on that note oh, can okay. we Toby, tell us something interesting that's upbeat to leave the leave on. God, you put me on the spot. We can't um, leave. We can't leave on on Gone with the um, Wind. And no, that's very true. Britain. No, upbeat and interesting. You got uh, new, You wrote a new song that me and Duncan are in. Can you imagine? Um, oh, I could get my bongos out for you. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> oh um, dear. Hmm. Uh, honestly, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, one of you two can jump in at any. Duncan time. getting his bongos out. Let's leave it on that. Yeah. All right. Then. Well, can I? On a positive note, can I just say we got through this whole thing with no audio technical issues. Audio strong well, word there. Vi- audio vi- technical vi- issues. Visual. Visual. Visually, it was a nightmare. Face, we got a meltdown. I mean, but... if I'm going to come clean, Toby, you're too good looking, and I disabled your Zoom. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that, but yeah. that's, you know that's what happened. Mm. Well, there we go. That's this week's show done. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. I mean, you'll obviously be listening to this in the future in 2025 or something like that. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. hope, you, hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> hope hope the lot... world's hope the world's okay. I hope world's a better place. <laughs> yeah. Hope everything's cleared up. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Anyway, goodbye, goodbye everybody.